0: Question block. I'm Alex Rewires of NYC, and with me is
1: Hi, I'm Arielist.
0: And we're talking about roller coasters because the season is coming up. Yeah, where they come from, right? It's like not like somebody just created a Six Flags. You had to start there.
1: with it's... one flag,
0: start <laughs> with one flag, and build it up. Yeah, let's get into it. So, what what were the first amusement parks? You did the deep dive historical dig for this yes. episode. What's up? They
1: were called pleasure gardens.
0: Which is you think that might be something else. But. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Or slash fairs, like with a E at the end.
0: Yeah, Renaissance fairs. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it was it's the actual Renaissance. The original Renaissance Fair. The earliest
0: recording
1: of one we have is the Bartholomew Fair in England around eleven thirty three.
0: I think it was probably pretty similar to modern day Renaissance fairs or like medieval times. There's some jousting, you eat like a giant turkey leg.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And there's probably like games of chance. You like, I don't know, throw, throw some, do some ring toss or something like that.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Was that a traveling fair or a Tholomew fair? Or was that just like in a place?
1: It was like a seasonal fair because a lot of these actually were gardens of like richer people and they would open during, like, the summer months, and people traveling, yeah. like, merchants could go to them. So The oldest amusement park that's still around is the Bakken or the Hill, which is in Denmark. Nice. And it's still there. All the rides are still the original rides. <laughs> so the original rides from,
0: what, 15... 1583. 1583. <laughs> nice.
1: It's very safe. There's also the Vaxhall Gardens. Vox. Vox. Vox founded Hall. in... Sixteen sixty one in London.
0: Yeah, that's right at the start of the Enlightenment. That's an exciting time in London.
1: So a lot of these were they were also kind of like World Fair vibes. Like they were giving very like fireworks, hot air balloon. They were like, look at the look at the things that we have now. That kind of vibe. Yeah,
0: technology was evolving very rapidly. So like demonstrations of technological progress would happen at these things.
1: Yeah, it's weird. This says that its paths were often noted for romantic assignations. Trysts. Yeah, I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay.
0: Tightrope walkers. Yeah, Hot Air Balloon Ascent is the original, like, Tower of Terror.
1: Yeah, because you could actually <laughs> die. <down>. Because <laughs> you
0: could actually... Yeah, if it plummets to Earth really fast, it's even more exciting.
1: But we, we actually see that world Fairs sort of they started to morph into like the first permanent amusement parks. And I'm going to say um, they're amusement parks because a theme park has a theme, da, an amusement park is just a park of amusement.
0: It's just a bunch of amusements together.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, the first World's Fair in 1851 had the Crystal Palace in London, and it was to, you know, it was to show off like industrial achievements, but some of the things that were at the fair They became permanent installations, like...
0: The World's Fair definitely used to be... Someone tried to revive it recently, but they they used to be, like... It really was, like, a huge deal. It was as big as the Olympics, but it was just showing off science and technology, and every country would, like, bid for spots, and they would have, like... They would, like, demonstrate, like, their own country's industry and stuff. There's, like, whole... I don't know, documentaries about like uh, like third world countries that got a spot at the World's Fair back in like the 1800s trying to show that they like weren't primitive savages and showing like their own industry because it was like your world stage to like show off what you were about.
1: Now we have TikTok, so yeah, we don't need a World's, Fair. Need a World's Fair. In the late 1800s, one of the things that was showcased at these fairs, they were like mechanical inventions. Um, and the first steam-powered carousel built by Thomas Bradshaw, is one of those things. <laughs> so that's kind of like the first amusement park ride. And I'll give you a little history about carousels.
0: That's pretty wild the carousel was invented after the Civil War, the American Civil War, to put it in historical context. Yeah, what was it What was it based on? He was just like, let's put a bunch of animals that rotate in a circle?
1: Yeah, totally, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, no, so carous- like, actual carousels date back... To like, I think also like the 1100s, like the 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 idea of carousel. Do 12th century Turkish Turkish warriors. So the name comes from it means garosello or carosella, which means carousel, and it means little war. Oh wow! Yes.
0: Oh, it's to mimic like a battle.
1: Yeah, it was basically like circular jousting. It was like circular horse polo, land polo. 'Cause you, you would go on these horses and there would be a brass ring, so that's where the saying like grab the brass ring comes from and whoever like got the brass ring on their sword.
0: and they would give won. you like a spear or a sword or like yeah, a lance a to actually and, Yeah. Just regular noblemen or or people, they're like, Yeah, hop on this horse in yep. a ring and lance down this. Yeah. Yeah. They did not have safety regulations. At they didn't all. definitely did not. <laughs>
1: It was a training in, game in
0: twelfth century Turkey.
1: So they were like, okay, we need to practice this, like without like all the horses and stuff. So they built carousels to help them practice. And the first, the very first like carousel, like uh, sim simulated horse mobiles were human powered. So they had someone like cranking or like turning this wheel. They also had bicycle ones. They That's had to, funny. Like, bicycle.
0: The irony is, you think it'd be like. Just horse, get a horse. Yeah. Horse powered, but then you're like, wait, why don't we just ride the horse to make this more accurate? Yeah. So people would, yeah, they'd ride on these weird uh, jousting game simulators. And then that evolved into the modern carousel.
1: Uh, well, Thomas Bradshaw, he was like, you know what? I'm going to do this at the World's Fair. I'm going to make this the first steam power, which that sounds awful. A steam powered carousel. Cause it's like mad toxic in the 18th 60s. no you're not
0: exposed you put your big coal engine outside and you're just driving steam through it And mm. the steam engines themselves are like it's not too bad the steam is just driving the whole thing could be looking outside the steam is driving a piston and that's probably turning a belt or something that's running the carousel like all the steam-powered factories in the late 1800s or whatever in the industrial revolution you put the boiler in the basement but it's just then turning conveyor belts throughout the factory
1: The newspaper described Bradshaw's ride as a roundabout of huge proportions driven by a steam engine, which whirled around with such fervor that the wonder is that the daring riders are not shot off like a cannonball and driven half into the middle of next month.
0: You know, it was rotating probably at like two miles an hour. It was like walking speed.
1: So with this, the golden age of carousels began people were like oh my god this is so cool
0: maybe it was a hilariously dangerous carousel i th-
1: i feel like it was
0: i feel like they just didn't know like anything mechanical back then people were like oh my whoa whoa because we'll talk about later the first roller coasters moved like five miles an hour and people were like this is the craziest thing i've yeah. ever done it's Like
1: it, the golden age of carousels basically people are like okay we're gonna put different animals there's you know, if you go to different ones, even in the United States, there's like, there's like a aquatic one, aquatic themed one, in Brooklyn, I believe. I've
0: seen some fish carousels, some fishy carousels. There's a little one. In, there's a very cute little one in Bryant Park. That uh, yeah. When I went, when I went skating,
1: there are some with endangered species, like at, at zoos with like you know, endangered species on the carousel. And then when the species becomes extinct, they take it off. I don't oh. know about that part. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, like you can, because this animal's protected, you're not allowed to even like go into yeah, its territory. Look, uh, you d- d- can d- pretend like you're riding like a gila monster or...
1: A dodo. A dodo. Uh, and now it's it's sort of a dying art. And, pe- you know, you got to support your local carousel. Go ride it.
0: We saw, uh, there's that like pier in Manhattan, in lower Manhattan, or is that in Brooklyn? Um, That's the one I was
1: talking about, the yeah, aquatic from, one.
0: Oh, okay. From the from the J train, yeah. you can see it out the window.
1: That one's that one's also special because the mechanism is like under the ground. So, because normally a carousel, there'll be like some junk in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, the big motor engine. But it's like or covered whatever.
1: by like some like regalia or something. But that one, the the mechanism's like under the ground, so you can you can like look across and be like, hey.
0: Oh, neat. Yeah. Usually they have in the middle. There's a bunch of mirrors. Right. They're like self-riding. the illusion.
1: <laughs> Don't look.
0: It wasn't definitely one of the innovations was the galloping, the up and down. The ocean. up and down, yeah. That was a real carousel revolution.
1: And there's different styles too. There's like the more realistic ones, and then there's like I think the New York style is like very bejeweled and feathered like a burlesque dancer almost. New and York,
0: then New York style carousel. The
1: Philadelphia style is like a more it's like realism. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, go ride your local carousel.
0: Yeah, the poses of the horses. Some of them really are like they're they're going buck. They're they bucking. are. They are they're going like buck. Nostrils yeah, flared and like jumping around. The,
1: I used to go to Central Park all the time. Central Park one. It's some of those horses move and some don't. Like some go up and down and some are just like on the thing.
0: Which did you prefer?
1: I mean the up and down ones. So that's like going around in a horizontal circle. But you're gonna talk about. I'm going about... around in a vertical circle.
0: So you take, here's the idea, you take a carousel, okay. you flip it on its side. What? Can you even imagine?
1: I just I just rolled out the door.
0: And then they did that at first, and then they realized they should actually like change how, the orientation of the people, because people kept falling off the mm. animals, hanging on to the side of this uh, wheel. No, I'm kidding. We're going to talk about Ferris wheels. The original Chicago Ferris wheel, um, and it was invented by... A man named Ferris. What's his last name? George Ferris is his name, but it was George Washington something. And I th- Gale, George, George Washington, Washington Gale. Gale. And I said to you, I was like, oh, named after the first president. And you were like, no, named after the founder of his town. His named- religious town? His very religious town uh, somewhere outside Chicago, I guess, that was uh, founded by another guy named George Washington, Gale. Yeah, his he died very young, at like 37, from cancer. Or no, from typhoid fever, I think, so who knows what he would have gone on to develop, but his whole biography is really he, like, went to, you know, good student in high school, went to engineering school, got involved in working on, like, railroad lines and, like, improvements for various railroads, um, like, somewhere outside Chicago, and then heard about the World's Fair coming to Chicago, and like I said, it was the Olympics of technology at the time, um, so here about it, it was, they called it the World's Columbian Exposition, and Columbia being the name of the Statue of Liberty, I think, oh. is why it was called that, not Columbia the country.
1: <laughs> I was like, Oh, how how uh worldly of <laughs> oh, them.
0: Um, in Chicago, and Chicago was the kind of epicenter of American technology at the time because it's like major railroad switching industrial, giant industrial city. Um Mafia. So he... You know. He heard about it, and then the uh, the like planning commission for the Chicago World's Fair of uh, 1893 uh, basically issued an an open call to the public. They're like submit your ideas, and in particular, like they had two things going. One is they wanted to have like an attraction or like a fairground to make money, because unlike the Olympics, they didn't want it to be just a money loser to host the World's Fair. So they they were like we need something we can charge people admission for, but more important they were like we want something that's really striking, some engineering marvel, because uh, four years before at the previous World's Fair, the uh, Eiffel Tower had like had like really shocked the world, like when it was in Paris, in when uh, it was in Paris. <laughs> it was well, yeah. So in I think Paris was in like uh, 1880s, like the late 1880s, and so uh, Chicago was like we gotta like. And and everybody saw the Eiffel Tower and they're like, that's insane. Yeah, and because it, it was so cool and such an engineering achievement still standing today, unlike the original Ferris wheel. Um, and so Chicago wanted something better. So Ferris submitted plans to the commission and at first they were like, this seems incredibly unsafe. It's like absolutely massive. We'll tower over the fairgrounds and it will roll away like in that Simpsons <laughs> episode. Um, and he and he was like, No, no, like and he he you know, he did more calculations and he and then he went and got investors uh and raised like four hundred thousand dollars, which is so like millions of dollars equivalent in today's money, to finance the building of it and invest in it. And then the council was like, Well, since you got the money and so he quoted was quoted in the papers as saying he was going to out Eiffel Eiffel. Ooh which really not that good a brag when you have to say your opponent's name twice in the brag, but whatever. So it was a massive success. Also, it was giant. It was absolutely enormous. So he he had it manufactured in Pittsburgh by the Bethlehem Iron Company. Bethlehem Steel Company is actually like a popular uh, steel town over in uh, Pennsylvania as well. Um, Bethlehem Iron Company made all the iron for it. And uh, they built the thing, and it was absolutely huge. It was two hundred sixty feet tall. So it's both the largest attraction and it's a wheel. So it's, yeah, it's because Americans love to measure things in football fields. It's as tall as a football field almost
1: how many like story like building? I
0: story. guess a story is typically twelve feet, so twenty story building
1: that's insane <laughs> <laughs> that's low. so high.
0: Yeah, like the like the London Eye, right? London's giant Ferris wheel, which they built like 10 years ago or whatever, out of metal, is like not that much bigger than it. That's crazy. So it held, uh, I guess it had absolutely giant cars. Uh, so it would hold up to 2,000 people. It was like 60 people per car, and it moved very slowly. A full, a ride you would pay like, I think it was 50 cents or something. I, I forget the original cost. Yeah, forty yeah. A a car there were thirty-six cars, each of which had forty chairs and were able to accommodate sixty people. So total capacity of oh my God. two thousand people. It's
1: like a tram it's like trams so, going. Yeah. It's like a bus. It so <laughs> carry
0: thirty eight thousand passengers daily. It took twenty minutes to run through two revolutions, which is what you got for your five cents or whatever. Um, and so the first revolution it would stop several times to let people on and off. And then I guess if you paid like an extra like bonus fee, you got to ride an uninterrupted nine-minute revolution where it didn't stop. Damn. But I think just that height. Yeah, and you're looking over the World's Fairgrounds too. It's, like, very cool with all the buildings and everything else going on. So pretty cool. And the World's Fair, famously from our electricity episode we recently did, it it remained, like, a touchstone and, like, really did draw the world's attention because... um, Light bulbs. Yeah, where the, the city of light... Uh, was demonstrated. Where was that World's Fair held?
1: In our hearts.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to in the early 1900s when Westinghouse electrified the World's Fair in the and it was known as the City of Light, that particular World's Fair theme. That is the Ferris, sadly, like he died just like three years after they unveiled the Ferris wheel. Uh, in the process of suing the organizers of the World Fair, the World's Fair, the Chicago World's Fair, because uh, apparently it was like he raised $400,000. They made, I think $750,000 in profit and didn't give any back to the original investors. Ooh. So he was like, you guys just <laughs> built me out of, yeah. So he was suing the world's fair operators uh, and then died. So yeah, I, you know, it stayed around for a while longer, but that was the original Ferris wheel and modern fer- day Ferris wheels still operate pretty much on the same principle. You know the Coney Island Ferris wheel? The Wonder Wheel. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that one's really cool. The That Ferris wheel has only stopped one time. Like, it's by accident, you know, which was during one of the blackouts. And people actually hand-turned like turned it to get everyone off.
0: Oh, wow. They have a backup, like...
1: We, I think if you just grab the if you you get like a couple of dudes and you just grab one of the things and you pull it, it and then as people start to get out the, it'll get like lighter and lighter. Oh wow. You know, I think I think Makes or, sense. or or they just like hand pulled the the chain or whatever.
0: Cuz you know the wonder wheel has like the slide or whatever. Yes,
1: the cars that slide. It's an
0: exciting. You can and you can like request to be like slid or not.
1: We went on it together.
0: Yeah. It adds like an extra little excitement though as you as you start to come down the crest, your car like rockets forward and then swings. Or like as you come up it like rockets back.
1: Yeah. It's it's really fun, the Wonder Wheel. Yeah, they get a beautiful
0: view of Coney Island and the beach from inside a metal cage.
1: There's never been an accident on it ever.
0: That makes sense because I think it's designed with extreme security in mind. Because, like I said, they lock you in a metal cage that you can't get out of once you're on it. Yeah. It's not like other. Have you been on other Ferris wheels? Like other Ferris wheels, your you, legs are you, just other dangling. Other Ferris wheels, your legs are Or you're like the, op- the top of the car is totally exposed, and like if you were so inclined, you could jump out of your car. The Wonder Wheel, they're like, "All right, we'll see you guys in 15 minutes. They just lock the door." <laughs> you're like, "Stop."
1: Or if you were like a skinny baby, I, a lot of the accidents happen because like skinny babies.
0: Mm. No, the Wonder Wheel is like, you they've got the yeah. grating that will keep like like a rat couldn't escape from the, from the Wonder Wheel car. <laughs> Probably keep the rats from getting in actually, yeah. a pretty safe place to go in a zombie apocalypse. Go get in the Wonder Wheel.
1: Yeah, so it's a very safe, uh, as a lot of the accident, like there really aren't that many like accidents at theme parks, it's just you hear about every single one of them.
0: Yeah, there are actually very few. Um, they're almost, I think there are like none involving actual roller coasters, which we're going to talk about mm-hmm. next. There's very few about Ferris wheels. Most of them are actually drownings in the tidal wave pool.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of roller coaster ones, but it's people like, like I said, skinny babies. They like slip out of the, the thingy. The like They like wiggle through.
0: The staff checks you. They walk through and they press on the all the stuff, like the releases or whatever before you the roller coaster takes off and there's like a whole height and weight limit I guess they don't enforce it they have like they always have like a character holding like a ruler up and you have to be taller yeah it's like it's
1: like sometimes people like be slithering and stuff don't slither okay yeah. so you're gonna talk about roller coasters now yeah
0: yeah since we're talking about Coney Island theme attractions and the Wonder Wheel uh, we'll talk about the roller coaster and Coney Island had America's Arguably, Coney Island had America's first, like, amusement park roller coaster. Maybe not the first ever roller coaster.
1: Oh, do you know what the first roller coasters were?
0: The So you talked about a roller coaster-like thing, but it's not on tracks. I remember you were telling me about the, the Russian. Russian. Tell me about the Russian coasters. The
1: Russian ice luges.
0: It's like a bobsled, right?
1: Yeah, they did make tracks, though. The, they made, like, ice tracks. It's like oh. an alpine slide, but of ice.
0: And was there a train?
1: No, it was just ice. So they just pushed you your ass down like some ice. Okay. and And then, then there were like French people and they're like trying to do the ice luge, but they didn't have any ice. So they were like, they were like, Alpine slide. And then trains happened. And that's really where we, we see our, our roller coaster.
0: Yeah. The first, I guess, the thing that evolved into the roller coaster, the first like, uh, First ever like train in America that people just rode for fun for like as like a thrill ride. The Mouch Chunk Switchback Railway, which is a coal mining train. Um, and so that's what the first roller coaster was based on this design. So the Mouch Chunk line.
1: The Mouse?
0: Mauch. Oh, okay. mauch Chunk. So I think it's up in it's in like Pennsylvania, I think. It's like a uh, coal mining country. And so it was a coal miner. Um, had to build this train, train tracks because they were mining in the side of a mountain, but they had to get the coal down to the river. So they built a train, basically train tracks. um, But it was totally gravity driven. And they, and it had like a bunch of cars and they figured out uh, if they, what was it? They sent down like six cars at a time over the course of like an hour or so. And it, it took the cars like four hours to get through this whole like thing very slowly going like several miles down this railroad track. And then in the last like train of six cars, they would put all the mules into the cars. So mules were like the first riders of roller coasters. Aww. So the mules would all ride down and then they'd like hitch the the whole train of like 40 cars to the mules who would drag it back up the mountain, like You have a carousel. <laughs> <laughs> and then people rode it for fun um, but apparently that that like really did impact how roller coasters were developed because it had, it used gravity. It had two different inclines because there were two different peaks where the coal mines were. Uh, so it created, as you rode down it, you'd go like down, 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 and then like kind of come up again and then like continue down. So that like swooshing motion was in the first ever roller coaster. And apparently it took four hours to ride. They later improved it so it only took 80 minutes. But you would go like six miles, so it's like a very long, oh very slow train ride. And they added a number of innovations. So it was the mouse trunk was like developed in like the 1820s or so. Like this is a long time ago because it was, yeah, 1827. Um, and I guess they like when it wasn't full of coal, they would let people just buy tickets to like sit on top of the coal to like ride down this thing, and sold tickets to the public. Uh, And then they developed um, improvements So in 1845. They added a ratchet to the up track. So if a car detached from the cable that was like, it was as it was going downhill or or going uphill, like back up the incline, um, it would catch. And so that device is like used on roller coasters. If you've ever been on a roller coaster, it has a second rise. Or even the first rise, they let you out of the station, and you like go up a hill, and you hear it like, and that's like the
1: scariest sound ever.
0: Because underneath the roller coaster is a giant chain, and the roller coaster has little ratchets, like little hooks, so it can slide onto the thing, and then they hook. And then if a car were to detach, it's still got those ratchets (laughs) that will will catch it. All right, so I had this show up in Coney Island. The history of Coney Island is it was just a seaside resort town.
1: Do you want to explain a little bit more about how the roller coaster works? Oh, the roller coaster in are, Coney Island. Yeah, because this is yes. wild to me. I didn't realize that it's all about that first
0: mm-hmm. hill.
1: That like basically after the first one, you're just riding on the inertia that you like created.
0: Yes. from that. So, to tell you a little about the this other, other original pivotal Coney Island, the original roller coaster that col- copied the switchback railway it would just go down this initial hill, take you along a long course, and then they would switch you to a different track and you would come back. The switchback. That's why it was the switchback. Switch and then later, the, and that was developed by LaMarcus Thompson. Coney Island opened in 1829. That roller coaster was in the like late 1800s, like 1880s. And then in 1927, they, turned, they were like, wait, we could just make a full circuit. And that was the Cyclone, which is still in operation today. It was 1927. Yeah, opening two years before the Great Depression. Tough times. Um, Yes. But like you were saying, the roller coaster, the whole idea, that initial like, there's always the big, the first hill is the biggest. And that's what they use a chain to drag you up. Most roller coasters, there's no brakes on the train itself. Most people don't know that. The brakes are (gasps) actually in the track.
1: Oh, okay. I was like, oh, no
0: yeah and so there's on the track there will sometimes there will be braking sections. If you've ever been on a, a roller coaster that's going fast, and it's called a trim brake, which slows you down a little bit., yeah, it'll be like, but, yeah, but just a little to like keep you from like getting too insane. And then there's what's called block brakes that actually like they'll hold your train completely so you don't if another train gets held up in the station. Have you ever been on a roller coaster and it just stops like two-thirds of the way through the ride and you kind of hang out for a while?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So that's called what's called the block breaks. And it's so that, I don't know, there was a baby that was gonna slip out of the train <laughs> and they have to baby. like take it off the car while it's loading. Something happens in the loading zone. They need to be able to stop the other cars while they're on the track. Because roller coasters will run like two to three or maybe even four, I don't think they do four, I think they do three like cars, that, like trains on the same track. Mm-hmm. So to keep you from smashing into another loading train, they need to be able to stop you somewhere out there on the tracks. Um, and then, like you said, the, the actual physics behind it are, it's that conversion of potential energy to kinetic energy. So when you first go up that big hill and you're dragged all the way up it, that's some motor or chain that's dragging you very high to create, it adds a lot of potential energy to your train. Then you go down that hill, and that potential energy is converted into kinetic energy as it speeds you up to, like, 90 some miles an hour depending on the train and then you go through all these other twists and turns and because you have all this kinetic energy like you go up the next rise where that's converted back to potential energy so that's kind of the physics and then you know beyond that you can go through corkscrews or whatever else and then the major innovations in roller coasters there's the initial like wood ones that use that chain mechanism to drag you up a big hill and let gravity do the rest and then there's always what's called a, a braking section at the end, or I maybe mean, it's a brake run, it's called. Always at the end of the roller coaster, you come in somewhere and it's like shh, and like, yeah, you slow like down. Yeah, it's smooth,
1: and that's when you put your, like, oh, we did it, we did it. Exactly. It went, and that you, wasn't that scary, and it'll that pull wasn't scary. Stop,
0: and then like the, once a the previous train has left the loading zone, then you'll slowly move forward into the loading zone. But they, that's the brake run where you slow down at the end. So the brakes have evolved. That technology has changed a lot over the last 100 years. So the initial braking system uh, is just like, uh, it's what you would think, I guess it's a, what is it, it's called skid brakes. So it's what you would think, it's just braking the wheels with a skid or whatever, even like something clamps on the wheel or the wheel itself like locks. So it's a skid brake and that's very rough and kind of throws you like forward a lot is the wheel and it puts wear on the wheel and on the like mechanism. And then the newer development If you've ever looked at a roller coaster going overhead, um, particularly the metal ones that ride on like these rails, like like tubular rails, they have fin brakes where under the roller coaster is a fin and the braking section looks like big brake pads down the middle because the fin goes through and they like friction brake just the fin and you can replace the fin easier. That's like a cheaper innovation. And now all the newest roller coasters use magnetic brakes. Oh, wow. So they're they're doing some some like yeah Japanese Shinkansen train magnetic levitation monorail type stuff, uh, because the magnetic brakes the way they energize and the way they work they they give you a very smooth deceleration, where it can start very slowly and gradually like increase to give you like a a smoother like decrease, and that lets you make the overall roller coaster trip faster, because oh, yeah. if you have to break everybody by slamming the train to a stop with friction they can't be going that fast at the end of the ride whereas if you have a nice slow magnetic braking system um, you can have people going faster throughout the whole track
1: and backwards like the batman and robin
0: or back well you could do that with fin brakes but they probably are also using well
1: the, the batman and robin you would like get to the i don't i think they took it down but you would get to the end of it and you would just like all of a sudden go backwards like you didn't even expect it you were just like oh we're oh we're going backwards now and another cool thing that i learned is that Wherever the force of gravity is like on you, you feel it the opposite way. So like if you're going forwards, you feel like you're being pushed backwards. Yeah, you which get
0: thrown back It's like seat.
1: obvious, but I never even I was like, Oh yeah, that's true.
0: Because inertia is you just wanna stay in your body wants to stay in right. one place in space. But the roller coaster you're in is shooting forward. So you get thrown back. Yeah. Or so when they talk about G force, they're just all they're describing there is the, the feeling of acceleration, right? Because you standing on Earth are experiencing gravity. Gravity is always, like, pushing down on you at a speed yes. of, like, 1G. Okay. When you go on a roller coaster, this is useful. Or if you're a fighter pilot, when you, okay. like, do okay. a corkscrew, right? When they talk about, like, negative Gs, that means you're feeling like you're getting lifted up in the air. Oh, I see. Like there's negative gravity.
1: Which, which also happens, they have the like 5D roller coasters that like go, they go around, they go upside down.
0: Yeah, or they when they sideways. talk about like, they're like this term puts you through three G's of acceleration. It's like, <laughs> it feels like three times gravity pressing down on you because of how fast it's going around a curve. Let me tell you just about a couple of very famous roller coasters now and how modern technology has really driven roller coasters forward the roller coasters were all wooden and just kind of like doing the same thing throughout most of the 20th century and disney which we'll talk about a little later up really up the ante in the 50s with like their one of their alpine tubular roller coasters that was made of metal which let the cars do like really crazy stuff and then since like 2000 there have been a bunch of like new developments and there's really like this one Swedish engineering company that develops a lot of the modern roller coasters, Intamin, I think is her name. So they, uh, the world's tallest roller coaster today is called Kingda Ka.
1: Oh yeah, I've ridden on Kingda Ka. Really? Yeah.
0: At Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, yes. New Jersey. Yeah, Kingda Ka is known as a strata coaster because it's over 400 feet tall. Mm-hmm. A coaster that's over 300 feet tall is called a giga coaster.
1: Cute so little which
0: doesn't make giga means billion but whatever um a gig uh so now like these super tall roller coasters all use hydraulic launching it's called so they use air pressure to like basically like energize a piston and just like shoot yeah. you out so there's no no longer like going up a really long because it would take five minutes to get yeah. up a 400 foot hill you and just they,
1: have to wait and line up the 400 Yeah,
0: and and they shoot you vertically. Uh-huh. Completely vertically. It's called a top hat design because it looks from the it's like a little top yeah. hat, right? From the ground flat and then up and then over. So a lot of roller coasters being designed with this same design now, and many of them by the same like Swedish company. So hydraulic launching shoot you straight up in the air. I found this like terrifying on King did you see this sign? On King Dakar, there's a sign that's like Sometimes a roller coaster won't completely clear the hill and will roll back down. No, I didn't see that sign. Launched. I'm glad I'd... I... Saw, I saw this reading articles about it. You know, what is it? Yeah, occasionally it's called a rollback. <laughs> a rollback occurs when the train fails to make it over the top of the tower and descends back down the side it was launched, which sounds terrifying. Flying backwards down. You're like, we're just going to smash into the station. And I guess they added brakes just to keep that from happening. Um, they were like no fatties of course because on the king to cob wikipedia page there is a whole section called incidents so it's like, <laughs> Uh-oh. has been struck by lightning and damaged which makes sense it's 400 feet tall and uh i like this one and shortly before 5 p.m on july 26 2012 a young boy was sent to the hospital after suffering minor injuries from being struck by a bird
1: oh that's crazy during normal
0: operation. <laughs>
1: That's wild. Which that I, would be so scary to me. I, I don't like birds flying in my face.
0: I think that's a selling point for the roller coaster, though, because you're like, it goes so high. You might hit a bird.
1: Can you imagine the bird? That Like a terrible day for the bird. It's like, what the? <laughs> no one more me. Yeah, I went, I went on the Kingda Ka with my, when I used to work for a corporate gym, we all went to Six Flags and we went on Kingda Ka. So just um, it was like really annoying though because all the you know you have like a bunch of like meathead trainers that are like you fucking pussy like the scariest part is waiting in line cuz you like see you're just like oh my god
0: you see people just shooting out of this thing and going yeah swinging. yeah as well it's not it's not the world's fastest roller coaster but it is the highest
1: yeah i have like the craziest ones
0: yeah, and it's called King to because it's just in the jungle section of Six Flags. It,
1: that's so B There's, like, no sections at Six Flags. Just saying. There's literally no sections. They tried to make sections.
0: Yeah, how is the jungle theming?
1: There, It's green. I don't know. There's, like, literally, like, no sections there. They had lied.
0: I told you, my the amusement park I went to a bunch growing up was Paramount's King's Dominion. And Paramount owns a decent number of movie properties. So they had an entire jungle section that was uh it's themed after the movie anaconda and the anaconda roller coaster is one of their best roller coasters they had a whole wayne's world section i, I hope it's still there but they had like a whole of like wayne's world and you go to like the diner, a recreation of the diner in wayne's world and they had the ride the hurler was the oh, amusement park ride and they had the the little spinny car thing but it was with like a sail but it was giant nachos
1: that's cute. Like,
0: Flying a little nacho. The tea
1: party, the teacups. Okay, yeah, so like you. So go, we got to travel back a little bit. We have to go backwards on this roller coaster to talk about Coney Island.
0: Yeah. Did you want to talk about Coney Island? I thought you were going to talk about Coney Island. i don't talk about Coney. Island.
1: I mean, I can. So. Uh, yeah, we'll go back and forth, I guess.
0: Originally started as a kind of a seaside resort outside New York. Coney Island was originally an island. It's now a peninsula because of landfill. They just barged a bunch of uh, dirt and sand over from New Jersey and, and dumped it <laughs> dumped it into like southeast Brooklyn to create a land bridge over to an actual barrier island, and so that's why Coney Island is called Coney Island, even though it's not. Even though the subway will take you straight there overland. So, officially, what became Park eighteen ninety
1: seven? Yeah.
0: That sounds um, about right. Even though there was like, the roller coaster was out there already. That switchback was in the late 1800s. But yeah, the Steeplechase Park is out there and uh, Sea Lion Park, and they were like the major amusement parks in the Coney Island area.
1: Yeah, Sea Lion Park was first and uh-huh. then Steeplechase, named after the the roller coaster.
0: Yeah, and because of its proximity to New York City, it's kind of like, the embodiment of the American Amusement Park. It has a boardwalk. The beach is right there.
1: It used to be so big. So if you think of like where the aquarium is, it used to like go beyond the aquarium. And then like, yeah, so in in that direction, it was just like wild, like just the full ass, like all the way up to like little Georgia.
0: When you were growing up? No, no, Uh, no, no. Just I looked at a map of it.
1: Like, yeah, because literally every like conservative person in the government has become involved in like tried to turn it into condos and so like shrink it <laughs> over the years and fires and whatnot happened. So but... those who
0: aren't familiar with the geography of Coney Island or have gone there on the, you take the Q train to the end. Or the,
1: yeah, there's a um, couple train, But
0: The, BQ, the B the Q. All to but, the uh, end. But all the there, you go to the end, but the second last stop is Brighton Beach. And then you pretty much take the, the train on this elevated train line another, like, full stop, like, mile or so to Coney Island stop. And there's tons of beach and boardwalk below it, a lot of which is just undeveloped, which is weird because it's beach beachfront property in New York City.
1: Yeah. but
0: halfway between Brighton Beach, and Brighton Beach is, like, Little Georgia, and there's a bunch of great Georgian restaurants, but halfway between them is an aquarium. Yes. Which has been under renovation for, like, years.
1: Yeah. But it used to just... I mean, it it, w- it just took up all of that. Now it's like all at that like end. It's it's just taking up the end. But it's that smaller. was just the beginning. That used to be just the beginning. So there were also yeah. there was also Luna Park in 1903 and Dreamland in 1904. Um, yeah, I know that Luna Park had like its own little Tomorrowland situation where there were like moon maidens and little people that were like ha- they had like a whole little village that was actually their village. Like, they just lived there. Wow. Well, even after the park closed. I, guess, I don't know if the, I read that. But everything was made out of wood. Yep. Everything, even the moon maidens. And so, <laughs> caught fire. Oh, that's the other thing. So, they they had an attraction that was like, danger, scary time. And it was like a building with people. Caught on fire, and like firemen would like come and put it out, and the moon like the moon people would come and like help. But then there was like an actual fire, and you know (laughs) they they
0: weren't ready for that.
1: Yeah, they were like, oh no, uh, (laughs) the fire truck is being used.
0: Yeah. So what? Luna Park burned to the ground. No, Dreamland burned to the ground in 1911. Luna Park burned down in 1944.
1: And all the other, it says that all of his other Luna Parks were similarly destroyed, usually by arson. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, shady.
0: Yeah, that's really rough.
1: And then this dude died too. Ingersoll.
0: Ingersoll, who like founded Luna yeah. Park. Yeah, he died. Reddit, All these Ingersoll.
1: people died like literally right after the, their dreams were completed. They were like, okay, I can oh, die like now. Oh, like Ferris? Yeah. Ferris, also a spoiler alert, Disney and his brother like dead.
0: Oh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so now today, Coney Island has Luna Park is still weirdly marked as its own because you go to Coney Island, you're like, I do not understand the layout here, and Luna Park is kind of this like alleyway area that does have a bunch of rides, like a little mouse trap roller coaster, like car ride, kids Kids rides, but also like a bunch of other stuff. But then there also is like the Wonder Wheel is its own amusement park, which I think includes the Cyclone. And, like, there's not really a ticket system. You just pay, like, eight bucks and you can ride the cyclone. Like, and you just, like, you go to, you know, Six Flags or a King's Vineyard or whatever and, like, you, like, there's a park entrance and once you're in the park, you get in line for any ride and it's all, like, included. Coney Island, you're just, like, you give somebody $5 and you get, (laughs) they'll let you on the ride. There's a shooting range. You pay cash for everything. There's a bunch of bars on the boardwalk. There's drunk people all over. And then there's just a public beach right there, too. Uh, with really aggressive seagulls flying around on it. And there's, like, Nathan's Hot Dogs going on.
1: Oh, Nathan, really quick, Nathan's Hot Dogs. is Apparently, it's, like, the craziest, like, food franchise in America because it's literally the restaurant has, like, never moved. It was this guy, Nathan, and he... He undersold all the, like, he was, like, underselling. Like, everyone was selling their hot dogs for 10 cents, and his were, like, five. <laughs> and at first, people were, like, that's mad sketch. That's and then they were, like, "They were like, we have a family to feed. So they were, like.
0: Nathan drove them out of business. He was the yeah. original dollar slice pizza.
1: Exactly. And he just dominated. There is this one story where, like, oh, okay, two, real, really for the, the hot dog eating contest, it was a, originally a an argument between some people and they were like, we'll settle it with a hot dog eating contest. They're only
0: five cents.
1: <laughs> so that, and, and that was like on July 4th and it's been on July 4th ever since, even during the pandemic, I think they had it like somewhere. They were like six feet away.
0: Yeah, it was outdoors. <laughs> You're at outdoor tables. That's fine.
1: Six hot dogs away there's another time where Nathan went on vacation and he left his son in charge. And this guy had caught a whale and was like, do you want to use this whale to like help promote the shop? And the son was like dumb and he was like, okay. So they just dragged the whale like in front and it was just like there. Just
0: put a whale carcass in front of Nathan's hot dog. Yeah,
1: and at first people were like coming over to look at it, but then there was a heat wave. And that happened to be the day that Nathan like came back from vacation. like
0: smelling a rotting whale to go eat hot dogs at the beach in like 95 degree (laughs) weather in New York City. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. We'll definitely have like an eating contest episode, so I don't want to get too into the hot dogs. But the point I'm making is Nathan and this outrageous behavior, you would never see this at a Six Flags or Universal Studios. No. Because Coney Island is one of the only theme parks in the world where it's a bunch of independent operators. It's not incorporated as like an amusement park, which I think is just quintessential New York City with all its different, differing like factions and arguments going on all the time. I think it's great that there is no one ownership.
1: Yeah, it's like people own the individual, or right? someone's like, I own this, the Wonder Wheel, and Someone then just like...
0: went there, and th- yeah, they're like, they rented, they have a lease on like a plot, and they're like, this is Skee-Ball. This is my Skee-Ball shop. What do you want to... One of my one of my John Arzeus, one of my coworkers, to give him a shout out, he said to Coney Island, you can verify this. He said in the nineties at Coney Island there was a game called Shoot the Bum oh or Shoot God. the Hobo. And you they would give you a paintball gun and they would pay like <laughs> hobos to run around between at Coney Island. So I had set this up in like a little plot of land. And you get a paintball gun to just from where you were, like skeet shooting or something, you'd just try to shoot at these like hobos running between barrels. It's wild. Did you ever play that? No, I did not ever
1: play that. I've gone to the Wonder Wheel. I've gone to the The Cyclone is really fun because you get, like, really smashed up. Go with your friends.
0: You get splinters.
1: And when you do it, they ask you if you want to go again. And you, yeah, they'll be like, okay, who wants to, like, ride again? So I went with my friends one time, and one of our other friends who, like, was too scared to go on it, he just kept, like, paying the guy to, like... To make us keep going. And I was like, How many times are we gonna go around? But he That's yeah, great. he was like, I'll give you, I'll give you twenty bucks, just like uh, those girls, like let them keep going. And yeah, I was on there with my I was like, dude, how many? I was like, what a great deal. Like you just keep going. You have all these
0: cyclone rides. Yeah, cyclone's great. There's a bunch of attractions like skee ball. Uh there's a side show, the famous Coney Island Freak Show. We know many people who perform in it. Yeah. And uh I told you, my or my brother told us. He went to it. And he was like, it was a great show. Yeah. This guy, Albert Cadabra, was the MC Let <laughs> and his dick on fire. Magician, and, and, and a magician. Um, and they do host concerts there now, too.
1: I'm just thinking, the world's fair. <laughs> it's, it's our technological advancement. They're like, see a man That's a, light his genitalia on fire.
0: And then I was going to tell you, kind of along with that whole warring factions, that they're not incorporated into like one full amusement park. And it's one of the only places in America that does that um they also kept trying to revitalize it from like the like early 80s on and especially like by the mid 80s when the film warriors was made they're a gang from coney island in that movie and they have to get back to coney island from central park that's their like journey um yeah high crime and it was like the store there were so many like vacant storefronts and it was awful and There were just cars burning in the street um so they all these like developers kept trying to redevelop it so one guy named Horace Bullard proposed this whole thing to rebuild it and like make it bring it back because he grew up, I guess, in his youth remembered Coney Island, um, and like the city basically like they needed to do an environmental impact report that took like three or four years and the project like doubled in price during that time. Typical by the late '80s. So. Th- they had to do an environmental impact report to build to redo a theme park that had been there for over a hundred years, like on the beach anyway, so it didn't happen. Giuliani proposed building a minor league uh sports stadium near there and so he tried to get like the Yankees and the Mets, and so they to, got like, the cyclones sponsor a minor league team they did eventually get the cyclones, but uh I did love this, like Giuliani's plan, like somehow at that also the financing fell through. So he proposed just building the parking lot for the stadium, but not the stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so f- people were like furious. <laughs> they're like, he's going to build a giant parking, parking lot. That's the worst amusement ever. Also, tr-
1: Trump's dad, right? Fred, Fred Trump. Fred Trump. He like did some messed up stuff. Your boy Bloomberg did some some white man stuff there.
0: Bloomberg wanted to host, Bloomberg (laughs) wanted to build a giant stadium there because he wanted to bid bid for and host the 2012 Olympics there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, 2012 Summer Olympics, which didn't, obviously, like, didn't happen. But he was like, we'll we'll just redevelop all of, like, Coney Island and turn it into, like, a sports arena and other stuff. And same thing. It's very hard, even for a billionaire mayor of New York to, like, build anything in new york city there's so many different warring factions
1: yes so
0: so none of it happened but yeah. the thing is the area recovered on its own it still has a lot of its same like 70s charm visiting coney island really is like a time capsule
1: it is go some, to the zoltar too. get your you fortune the
0: zoltar told. some of the rides make no sense there's a haunted house it's just gross one of <laughs> one of the <laughs> yeah. things on the house is a man puking in a toilet in front of yeah. the haunted house
1: Oh, I don't know if that's part of it. It's <laughs> not. It's just... <laughs> no, it's a dummy. It's, it's a
0: mannequin doing this motion. And I was like, this is, I was like, there were just children walking around here. This is terrible. I guess it's because there's so many restaurants that sell drinks on the beach. It's their own horror story.
1: Okay, so Disney World. <laughs> Disneyland, sorry, Disneyland. Disneyland? Yeah. Apparently people, like, the idea of a theme park didn't exist until... Disneyland but it did actually there's Santa land which is now called holiday land which is in Kansas I think because they couldn't get the post office to give them a new I guess they had temporarily named themselves like Santa land to get like kids letters or whatever Mm -hmm. and the post office was like haha you're stuck with that name and they were like we'll make the most of it here we go no
0: way because of Wow, the story yeah. of theme parks is really intertwined with government bureaucracy. <laughs> and then they were <laughs> like, we really need difficult. to stay
1: open, you know, the rest of the year. So they're, they're holiday land. They're like um, one of the trees from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> like, it's Valentine's land. Okay, so Disneyland, right? Like, a running theme is that all these amusement parks, sort of, uh, people don't want to go to them during the Great Depression. They don't want to be cheered up. They're poor, uh, you know. So Walt Disney, he had an idea to to build some kind of amusement park where adults would also have fun. He visited Griffin Park and his daughters went on the merry-go-round. And he was like, this is cool, but I'm on a bench right now, like watching them. I want a place where adults and children can play together. And he was like the park but he was also an animator and he was like doing his cartoons and stuff and people had they were like oh um you could do like a tour of your studio and he was like yo my office is like messy i don't think people want to see me like drawing and stuff and then he was like but maybe theme park but then like the depression the war or like the sorry the war happened and like he was like nah. um he was just like i'm just gonna do my cartoons and then he had some animators working with him that we, like after the war, there was this one dude who like legit had a roller, like a mini roller coaster in his backyard. And he would invite Walt and his wife to like come and ride the, ride the roller coaster in his backyard. Wow. Which totally sounds like a euphemism. And Walt Disney was re-inspired and he was like, we are going to build this park in one year. <laughs> and he started buying up land he he was gonna do it by the beach but then he was like i'll never be able to compete with a beach i'm gonna do it in anaheim where nothing's cool good move and he started buying up real estate but he had a lot of like shell companies and stuff so that they wouldn't know it was for disney
0: there's now famously a bunch of very cheap airbnbs throughout anaheim as you would guess right like the entire like surrounding area
1: it's terrible. There's like nothing one to do highway. There. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the park. He was like, okay, let's do this. Let's build this thing, and he did. And opening day it was in 1955, and he had started the plans to build it in 1954. It literally opened like a year and a day after like the plans.
0: That's incredible. Happened,
1: right? Except there were a lot of opening day snafus that well, were quite okay. hilarious. So. First of all, Walt Disney like didn't know about any of these things because it, the whole like opening day was broadcast by ABC and he was like in the broadcasting studios. So he, unless it involved like um, a cute card mess up or like electricity with like the cameras, he he really didn't know because he was just like broadcasting.
0: That's funny because Disney bought ABC like 50 years later. Oh no, they had owned it at the time. Oh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Or they had been in, they had been partners with it I see. at the time. One thing was there was a plumber strike a few weeks before the opening, so he had to choose whether they would have working toilets or working water fountains. So what do you think he chose?
0: Water fountains?
1: No, he did choose (laughs) toilets, which is a good idea, but... It was like 105 degrees and people (laughs) were very thirsty thirsty. and they were running out of like everything except for Pepsi. So everyone was like, oh my God, this is like a scam to make us like buy more Pepsi.
0: I didn't even know Pepsi existed in 55. All right.
1: Yeah, it's like it was like Coke and Pepsi. Then the asphalt, they had like just been doing it the night before. So it was not dry and women wore like high heels because this was like the like famous people opening the and special are, like, opening
0: into the asphalt in the parking with
1: the heels. Yeah. A-, a lot of people were like peeing in the parking lot because I think like triple the amount of people showed up because some of them had counterfeit tickets. Nice. Because Yeah. yeah they were just like written on a piece, like mailed to you, like written on a piece of paper. And they were like, I can make this. So people had the counterfeit tickets. So just way more people showed up and the lines were like crazy there were like ride malfunctions there was this th- it was called there was a thing called auto autotopia which was supposed to teach ch- about cars, right? children to children, cars children how to drive cars. how
0: to drive so the cars <laughs> they, weren't would they put them in a real car
1: <laughs> basically the cars didn't have tracks or anything they didn't have any tracks so they were just like and apparently frank sinatra was like because he was there he was just like crashing mad cars just right it's like cars. a
0: demolition derby they just put you in a car and let you drive around. <laughs> yes.
1: The Mark Twain riverboat experience was really popular because people were like so hot and thirsty. So there were 500 people that got on it and it, they like destroyed it and it washed, it like washed ashore or whatever.
0: Oh, you were telling me is Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland or Disney World? You were saying that, like, Pirates of the Caribbean started as a ride and then became a movie series? Yes. Which I th- think is great.
1: Pirates of the Caribbean is the last ride that Walt Disney saw into fruition and it had real skeletons in it.
0: Oh, I guess the haunted mansion also led to a movie, which I never saw. Yes. It, the haunted mansion heard.
1: was like really weird because Walt Disney had always pictured a haunted house in his plans, but he didn't know how to do it because he was like, it, he wanted the outside to look really cute and he was kind of like done. He was uh, sort of like moving on to Disney world and they were still like, what do we do with this thing? Because they they were trying to come up with a story for it. A story was like very important to him. And he was like, I don't know. There were there are all these stories where they're like, you know, I think the story they have now is that you're going to this ghost like wedding. So they didn't have to do like backstories. Nice. Ghost wedding. But originally there was yeah, there was like a cra- there was like a murder. I mean, it was like wild. And he he said, you know, I need the outside to look cute. The inside you can let the ghosts do whatever they want to it. And they did put up a sign that was like, Ghosts renting apartments now. Like you know, right into this thing, like, do not come in person. Do not apply in person, like, looking to, like, rock your world from the beyond when they finally des- decided the storyline for it. Mm. Walt Disney died, like, 10 years later. He went, he ha- He was having, like, back pain because he used to do polo, and he was like, or that's what he thought. And he yeah. went in, and they were like, ooh, there's a huge lump in here and they were like you have six months to live and he died like six weeks later and no one but his family like knew the severity <laughs> of it so it was like very shocking
0: <laughs> saying the, the pirates of the caribbean ride right smell is like like bromine or chlorine oh
1: yeah the pirates of the caribbean it, it does it does like it does smell but actually they dye the waters to hide so it could be the dyes that they're using because they want to hide the track Hy- hydraulics
0: yeah. and stuff or yeah, yeah whatever's underneath it and
1: they want it to look deeper so it could just be like the
0: it's like the trick they their, play on the monkeys exactly the, theme <laughs> with the snow monkeys
1: pirates of the caribbean right so that was like the last one that he saw he died his brother so disney world which is in florida i always remember because like florida has an R, and so does disney world oh it's in orlando it's also it's in a part of florida that like really sucks <laughs> so his brother roy disney came out of retirement to make sure that Walt's biggest dream was realized. The construction started in 1967 and then the Magic Kingdom opens in 1971. So th- they've learned from their mistakes. They're like, we are gonna take our time building this and like chill out, not rush it. Um, Epcot opens in 1982. And I know that Roy Disney died during this as well. That's what I was saying. I think he died like a couple of years after. Yeah, he died in 1971. So, like, literally right after the first park opened. <laughs> so, it's cursed. Yeah, so Disney World had a much, like, smoother opening. Well,
0: Disney it was their land. second try, right? It's their second run. So, yeah. of course, So going to go, they were like, go a little better. They're like, we've we done the land. We've captured the land. Now let's go to the world.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, I see that Maria is saying that people dump ashes in, in, like, the rides and it's true that is a chronic problem i was reading about like the dark secrets they don't want you to know so i'll say yeah a lot of people want to like throw their loved ones ashes places and so people just dump them and it's like it's like you can be banned and i'm like how are they gonna know (laughs) like
0: wasn't that banksy who did like uh what ride was he on? Banksy put like the it's a small world. It's a small world ride, but yeah. he put like the jumpsuit like prisoner or something yes. in it, like the dummy mannequin. Yeah, that then,
1: was that was like a mouse. Yeah, like but the then the person.
0: like guy who was filming him and exits through the gift shop gets arrested or whatever by Disney park police, and he refuses to like rat out Banksy or give them any information. So that's how they know he's cool.
1: Yeah, right. Because he goes, oh, here you want to see the footage, and then he. He presses the delete button. Yeah. He goes, it was all delete because he was French. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here's some like dark secrets they don't want you to know. Okay. So the crew, the, the, the cat, the, the, oh, you're called a cast member, not an employee. They're not, the ones in costume are not allowed to talk to you. So a lot of times they get like felt up and stuff like that.
0: They motion. <laughs> they they're
1: n- they're also not allowed to gesture with one finger. They have to like gesture by <laughs> waving their hands. Uh-huh. I guess yeah, that's just like inside an inside scoop or whatever. What the the castle is actually backwards because one day Walt, uh, Walt Disney saw like the drawings for it, like he saw the back of it, and he's like, "That looks great. What a great front to the castle." And they were like, "Okay, so you enter it like through what was originally the back."
0: Oh, just because it looks better from that that yeah, to him,
1: like they're like, all right, we'll do that. Yeah, people do dump ashes. Cinderella's
0: castle, by the way, that's what well,
1: it is. It's so it it depends where you are. So some places it's Cinderella's castle, and some places it's Sleeping Beauty's castle, depending on where you are in the world, like which Disney you're at.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Oh, oh, they have a, they recreate the castle like in Euro Disney and <laughs> mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought they each were, like, unique to whatever country they're in. They, it's they like, they did, like, Emperor's Palace or something in Japan.
1: No, no in Japan, they're, like, even more. I think, so, I, in Japan, I think it's it's Cinderella's Castle. and I think it's okay. sle- it's Sleeping Beauty's in California, I believe, because sl- her castle was, like, open. That was another opening day, like, disaster. Someone, like, didn't lock the castle, so people were just, like, in it. Just, like, they were, like, sweet.
0: <laughs> I you think know? this is only to be admired from the outside.
1: Because you... You go through, you go walk through it. It's like a bridge almost. Like you, it's you walk through like the lobby, but like the upper things probably have like toilet supplies and stuff. Oh, yeah. But they just like left that open. The others, oh, they're club thirty three.
0: I've heard of club thirty three. Club thirty three, the secret club. If you're a high roller, pay,
1: 000, 000 a, pay a million dollars a year to get into it,
0: and it's just a private restaurant in Disney World.
1: Well, no one knows. No one's come out. No one's talked.
0: No, there's whole articles about it. People like review the menu. Just like you can sleep in, like, can't you stay in the castle or something? Isn't there, oh my like, god! If if it's something? like,
1: I think it's invite only at this point because they were like it's too wild. They were like the the waiting list is like as literally as long as Sleeping Beauty is like asleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to wait for her. Well, because when you go to the Epcot like center, they have like the World. The world like walk or whatever and you can eat like foods of the different places. But this is just something that I noticed when I went there. Like they say that Aladdin, they say you're in Morocco, but Aladdin actually takes place in Iraq. Yeah. Just saying. You
0: were not impressed.
1: I was like <laughs> and then they didn't really change the map though. So you're like looking at it and you're like, this isn't Morocco though. You're like, I'm looking at a map yeah, of like, Middle East. You're in the Middle East. And it says yeah. like Morocco on it. And then they don't have, like, in at least when I went, which is like, 2014, I think. Maybe 15. They didn't have, like, a different countries in Africa. They just had Africa.
0: And then you said they hire, like, foreign workers. They like, do. To work. For, yeah. yeah,
1: so if you get, like, food or whatever from the French, like, place, they're, like, French teenagers. They're, like, Jacques is serving you your food. Yeah. And then it's a small world, but I guess... I was like, yeah, they really gloss over a lot of world history because, like, you go, they're like, first dinosaurs, then China invented paper, and then it's the 50s, and, and we're in a lab. It's, a, it's NASA, and now we're, it, 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 I was just like, ooh, they're skipping over a lot of things.
0: Two other American amusement parks, real quick. Okay. The best and the worst American amusement parks. Uh, so, the best, uh, kind of unambiguously great, is Cedar Point. So cedar Point is 36four acres. It's on a peninsula it, if you see it from there it's like an island. It's like if somebody put a whole like amusement park on one island. Mm. It's not really a theme park because I can't I couldn't discern any theme from reading about it. Um, but they've just they like year after year win these international awards. It's the second oldest operating amusement park in the. US behind Lake Compounds. Lake Compounds is the oldest. 1846. Cedar Point was opened in 1870. It's the only amusement park in the world with five roller coasters that are at least 200 feet tall. And they their names are just all kind of generic, right? There's the Magnum XL 200, the Top <laughs> Thrill Dragster. So it's just like car themed. Foul Raven, which I guess is like a new. Nordic- oh, Foul Raven. Fall Raven. Yeah. It's like the
1: backpack company.
0: There you go. But not FJ, it's VA. Oh. Mm, volraven and steel vengeance which again not a superman thing or anything but (laughs) yeah just cool names uh yeah rides named by like a 14 year old who likes cars uh and it's the only one with roller coasters at all four roller coaster height classifications. so they have like insane number of roller coasters all these rides uh they won the it's called the golden ticket award for best amusement park in the world from Amusement Today. Did you know there's Amusement Park magazine? Amusement Today. Ooh. They won for 16 consecutive years from 1997 to 2013.
1: Sounds like they own Amusement Park magazine. They
0: don't. Well, then they lost the title, I guess, to I don't know who. But they're like consistently winning ratings for like friendliest staff and like best capacity, I guess, because they have so many roller coasters. You can always like find a spot at one. Uh, reasonable prices, like great service. Anyway, so Cedar Point. When I was in high school, I had a friend whose family would, would drive from Northern Virginia to Lake Erie in Ohio to go to Cedar Point every summer. Ah. And I was like, why? You could just go to Paramount's Kings Dominion is only an hour away in Richmond. And he was like, no, they're the best. And Derek really was right. Cedar Point actually is the best amusement park. The worst amusement park in America, which is also worth talking about, is uh, it's Action Park. Action Park. There was a, Johnny Knoxville actually made a movie called Action Point, which is about Action Park, apparently in 2018, yes. maybe straight to video, I don't know. But, uh, amusement park and water park, sorry, amusement and water park located in Vernon Township, New Jersey, probably not too far from Six Flags, on the grounds of this, there's a ski resort there. So primarily water-based attractions, uh, open to the public in 1978. So any like Gen Xer or Millennial has stories, or you know, elder Millennial or Gen Xer has stories about going to Action Park in New Jersey, because it was the like, mo- it was it like, it was really popular and had a reputation for poorly designed rides, undertrained and underage staff, and drunk guests and staff, and a really poor safety record.
1: Can I just uh, we watched like the video of the they were like interviewing this guy who. I don't know what his job was at the park, but he was yeah. like some senior park yeah. parkster, and he said, "Family." He's like, uh, "I just want to provide an experience for families. Uh, what's really important to me is families and um, family entertainment." And it, j- it was just like the amount of times that he said "families," I was like, "I feel like bad." You keep saying "family." Yeah, I like feel like y- it's bad. Fa- it's bad for families.
0: Yeah. So uh, at least six people are known to have died at the park. Although four of them drowned in the tidal wave pool, which I told you, the tidal wave. wave pools kill people a lot because you have to be a strong swimmer and people are constantly like dying in just wave pools.
1: Like, I feel like it's just, it's like a large person. It's like someone, I think one of them is like a suffocation. Because I feel like at water parks, there's always like
0: okay. risk of suffocation. Four people drowned. Drowning. It's called drowning. Okay, when it happens in the water, four people drown in the wave pool. One person was a kayaker. they they had a kayak experience thing, like a lazy river and a kayak. And their kayak overturned, and they like got out of the kayak and stepped on a grate. Grate that was connected to like an exposed wire that electrocuted them in the water. Also, action park like notoriously like really shitty about when people got hurt. So, action park like went to you know went to court for like a wrongful death lawsuit and they claimed that the guy wasn't electrocuted because there were no burns on him and so the the guy's family was like they had to get like a the coroner to be like when you get electrocuted in water you don't get burned usually but like clearly his like heart stopped he died from electrocution and they of course lost the lawsuit and then they had to like drain the kayak experience and fix it and they claimed it was like just a small nick in the wire and like some invest- investigative journalist in new jersey was like there were like a full like eight inches of unexposed wire just like <laughs> at the bottom of this electrocuted kayak experience just want to provide
1: a that poor guy an electric electrifying experience for families
0: and a, another guy uh he la- he was on the alpine slide ride which is like a one of the it's like cars on a rounded track or whatever and his car jumped the track and then he hit his head on a rock on the hill, which sounds very sad. Also, it's very
1: realistic.
0: But apparently, like there were just like endless, like people would just get injured routinely on their rides and everything else. There were just sharp edges and and like no padding and other stuff. So Chris Gethard, uh, comedian and like uh, television show host, who's performed at Secret Loft, uh, has a great quote where he says, "Action Park was a true rite of passage for any New Jerseyan of my generation." When I get to talking about it with other Jerseyans, we share stories as if we were veterans that served in combat together. I respect that many of us may have come closest to death on some of those rides up in Vernon Valley. I consider it a true shame that future generations will never know the terror of proving their grit on New Jersey's most dangerous amusement park. And uh, there's another good quote from uh, this writer, Matthew Callahan. He said, uh, Action Park made adults of a generation of tri-state area kids who strolled through the bloodstained gates by teaching us the truth <laughs> oh about God. life. It is teaching le- uh, us with the truth about life. It is not safe. You will get hurt a lot, and you'll ride all the way home burnt beyond belief.
1: Oh, that's so cute!
0: So that's Action Park. Do you want to tell us about some of the, the more I mean, reasonable amusement parks?
1: Okay, so we're just I'll just mention like Six Flags. A fact that I learned about it is that it was. The first property is was Six Flags Over Texas, yeah. which was about all this the six like things that had like ruled Texas.
0: The six different, yeah. The six different who owned Texas?
1: It, like, what was it? Like the the, the Spanish, Spanish, the yeah. Mexican, the Confederacy, the Confederacy. Yeah, you can you get the, the gist. Union, the Union,
0: <laughs> and there must be two others in there. I guess the French for a little bit, right? Yeah. Maximilian. Resingo de Mayo episode.
1: So that's that was like the, the original thing. It, it it went wildly into debt. It, it, it filed for a chapter eleven bankruptcy. <laughs> um, and then in two thousand ten it like restructured and there aren't that many of them now, but there were a ton of them because they were just like they were just expanding like crazy <laughs> and they didn't have any money to back oh. it up.
0: And now they're all, I guess, theme parks. They have like a partnership with Time Warner, right? So, yes. Like, that's why they have the Superman ride, and there's a bunch of Bugs Bunny stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the superhero, and they have oh, the Halloween horror nights. That's like a big thing. I a lot of a lot of aerialist friends who like perform in that.
0: Nice every yeah. All, most amusement parks will they like close at the end of summer.
1: And they reopen for Halloween. They
0: they close on Labor Day, and then they'll do just weekends only through the fall, including through Halloween, and then they close after Halloween.
1: Um, And then Universal, you know, originally they were doing, like, studio tours, right?
0: Yeah, Universal
1: During the silent film era, but then when they had to record sound, they were like, we can't be having people, like, laughing and stuff in the background. (laughs) Yeah, they would, like, show people, like, the animals, from the the pictures or whatever, but then the, the animals formed a union and they were like, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they were like, we need our privacy. There was also a lot of like company restructuring. Um, <laughs> they had a Red Sea attraction that it, opened there in 1973.
0: That's so funny. They had a bunch of like biblical themed stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at your notes the Mount Ararat Petting Zoo.
1: Right. They yeah. had the Wizard, right? Which was like in 1989.
0: The Warlord Tower? Yeah. Sounds but sounds I will scary. say,
1: so they have, there's like a lingo for these like park reviewers and they're like, they call it like certain rides, they call it a dark ride. Um, I think that literally just means that it's like dark inside.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I sure. don't,
1: because it, it says that E.T. was its first dark ride. Um, yeah. It, it's it's like an indoor roller coaster yeah, like, like Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. Exactly. Yeah, I like those because they're cause the Outer
0: Limits, Flight of Fear. It's is like an indoor watching a flight. And I will
1: say, ET is like super fun because ET will like say your name at the end. He'll like thank you, and it's kind of environmental. Like you're saving his planet. You're like riding a bike too in the woods, and he's like thank you, and he'll say your name. So I I recommend ET. I I Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and the Mummy. Like they always like break every time I've been I cuz I've been to Universal a bunch of times the Florida and the California one and, and like I li- literally like I'll like be in the Jurassic ride and then it's like it's like okay we have to like get off and there's just like a dinosaur roaring like every <laughs> yeah and you're just like <laughs> oh my god um also Harry Potter land world is it's very realistic if you're a Harry Potter stan
0: they did the real Diagon Alley they do. By, like, you,
1: li- you literally like can't find it. Like I was like, "Where is Harry Potter?" And then
0: wait, New York City has a Harry Potter experience. Oh, they as well.
1: do. <laughs> it's a gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> that is legit. You have to
0: go get some butter beer. You, <laughs> yeah,
1: you can. So you, they, ha- they are like serving it out of carts and stuff. But you literally can't find it. You're like, "Where is it?" And there's like this little crack that you have to squeeze between these buildings, and then you like enter, and then there's a train that takes you to like the Harry Potter.
0: To Hogwarts,
1: it takes you to like the war- Yeah, you're you're going f- like from the train station over there, and they have like fake snow, and they have like the bank, kind of anti-Semitic bank ride. <laughs> it is very realistic. You can get a wand, custom wand, and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: you know. I didn't By the way, apparently both Robin and Chef Maki have been to Action Park. They were and kids. they're still alive. And Maria, Maria has Robin's stories, and also loves Maria loves Universal.
1: Yeah, Universal's it's really great because it's like, I don't know, it's it's just like fun. It's like the <laughs> movies. It, and and they have like new material all the time. She read
0: one of the Harry Potter rides four times back to back, and then had to sit down.
1: Yeah. Oh well, because there's like a Quidditch match one, which is like a TV thing. Like you're you're like. It's like an indoor roller coastery thing, but like you're you're in a Quidditch game, and there's <laughs> there's balls constantly flying at your <laughs> nose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and they do stuff where they like move the cart. You know, they move your cart, and they like blow wi- so you feel like
0: Forty. it's 4D. 40.
1: Yeah, you feel like there's like a Quidditch ball like flying past your face. I was telling
0: you, I don't mm-hmm. like this current trend of like so yeah. many rides at Universal and Disney are just VR rides where you yeah. strap on a headset. And they show you something and you're in a seat that moves around. Yeah. And they blow air at your that's, face. She's whatever. like, that's the one. Yeah.
1: But one.
0: But I really like the Cedar Point kind of old school vibe of Me's, like, they're yeah. like, we just have 20 roller coasters. And you can Man just with ride, one tooth. <laughs> ride them nonstop. Um,
1: yeah. I like that too. I, I have like a weird sensory processing disorder yeah, vibe. You don't,
0: you don't like a screen strap to your face.
1: Yeah, and I was afraid of television until I was, like... Still? Yeah, still. I can only watch ASMR <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Drag Race. But... Uh, so the first time I went on one of those, it was, like, the Star Wars one at at Disney World. It was, like, the new Star Wars one. And I was, like, okay, Star Wars. And they take a picture of you, and I'm legit... Because it feels like I'm being tickled on my brain, and I, like, literally can't even. That's... I don't feel, like, sick or anything. I'm just, like, oh, like, I just can't. So I'm, like, under my chair. And there's, like, a child, like, just looking at me like I'm crazy. They've taken
0: off their VR goggles. Yeah, and they're, like, the you're they're like, you overreacting. Somebody's like, just, like, screaming. I'm, like, <laughs> under the seat,
1: chair. like, in a weird pretzel. And there's just, like, a child, like, scowling at me. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I was telling you, despite my my fear of heights... Um, not scared of roller coasters. I think in part because the s- it's so clearly like a good structural support. My like brain is able to be like, okay, we're safe here. And you could like, you have something to grab. You feel kind of sturdy, I guess, when you're held in, like you're locked in by the whole little vest thing. Yeah. Um, whereas like the things that really unnerve me are just the being jobs. more than <laughs> 20 feet in the air without really a railing or ladder or anything. My brain just plays on loop, like me falling off of the thing. So I'm gonna
1: tell you some of the funniest theme parks before we end, like, you know.
0: (laughs) I was gonna just clarify for, before you do that, the classification, like you were talking about the dark, the dark rides. There's also, at least the breakdown that I saw in a lot of my research was like, on a park when they rate them or talk about them, there's like roller coasters, or their own category, there's thrill rides, like the slingshot, and then there are what are called family rides, (laughs) which are for kids
1: true the family (laughs) rides although it's weird because i feel like teacups is like they're like yeah family but that's the one that people like they call it a code v
0: (laughs) when someone falls off
1: (laughs) no when they throw up on the ride (laughs) code (laughs) v i'm like very yeah um but the teacup ride is like i always feel like they don't know where to put it they're like it's childish but it's but it's not.
0: You experience a lot of G-force, not a lot <laughs> of gravitational force. Yeah. yeah, they throw you around.
1: And but I guess because you <clears throat> can control it, you always see the one teacup where there's like a baby on it, and the baby like is, and the, the mom is like mm. turn the wheel, and, and the baby's like. like yeah.
0: Or the the log flume, <sighs> flume ride, oh, your stomach God. does drop during that, and that was that was definitely a traumatic incident when I was like five years old. My sister was seven, and my dad took us to. Paramount's King's Dominion, and the log flume ride, I like, you can only sit two per mm-hmm. row. And so my dad was like, you kids will sit together and comfort each other, and I will sit in the front, because it would be unfair to have either of you sit with me. And we got on the like ride, and I jumped up into my the seat <laughs> next to my dad, because I was so scared. Aww. And my sister had to ride in the back alone, <laughs> and I don't I don't think she's ever forgiven me. <laughs>
1: So here's one that I think you would like a lot. It's called Diggerland.
0: What do you do at Diggerland?
1: You, um, you like do construction.
0: You get to operate like a steam shovel.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like, you see this? You're in like a forklift. Wait, litter. that's
0: a bunch of people riding on a steam shovel. Yeah. Oh, that's not. I thought I would get to like go like dig a big hole with a steam shovel.
1: Yes. Well, you can use diggers to pick up ducks on hoops. You can be spun around in a bucket. Um, you can
0: No, I don't like this No, they have a mud
1: of. they have a plow that you can you can like plow some mud. Um, you can pick it up and drop it again from That's
0: fine. I want them to just be like, here you can drive this bulldozer around for five minutes. There's a bunch of rocks over there and then you know, I could go, go do that.
1: So, <laughs> this is really funny. Uh, th- this person who wrote this article is really funny. They have a sense of humor. They said, mm-hmm. it seems Dolly Parton is enough of a legend to have her own theme park. Opening hours are sadly from 10 to 9 rather than 9 to 5. They have her home on wheels, a chance to sneak around her tour bus. That's yeah. like one of the most famous.
0: Yeah, a lot of people go to Dollywood or Graceland. Graceland's probably not a theme park, more of a museum, but...
1: They have Mini Europe.
0: Where's Mini Europe located? It's in Belgium. Oh well, that <laughs> that's disappointing,
1: right? But they—it's kind of like I guess like the Epcot Center, but just Europe. Okay. But they have a mi- but. They, but it's like mini. I though. thought Mini Europe. No, no, would no. Be but it's really like, mini.
0: Yeah, but it should be in like. Oh, that's cute. no,
1: no. It's like mini, like a dollhouse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it should be like in Thailand, so they can experience Europe.
1: It's true. They have Velocity City in New Zealand.
0: Okay, what's the theme? Just fast things.
1: It's a. They have a rotunda, which is like an indoor luge, and like bungee. Oh, it's like bungee jumping, jet, uh, jet boating, bungee jumping, and they have the free fall extreme, which is like one of those air. Have you seen those like air things that that like free fall you? Yeah. Like the free falling like tubes.
0: I wrote on them, the skydiving. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's not a simulator because it's like a wind tunnel. It's yeah, a vertical wind tunnel and around. you can go skydive. You're not being blown around. It's just the, the wind is coming up fast enough that you get to float. It's pretty cool.
1: Oh, so there's a hell-themed. There's a Ha Par Villa, which is in Singapore, and it has a walkthrough splatterfest, what will happen to you in hell. Then, right. if you're not, if you're into more like a Jesus thing, they have the Holy Land experience in Orlando, Florida. They have a faux Jerusalem. You, <laughs> they're like, oh, you, <laughs> you can wander around in the desert for 30 minutes instead of like, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> they have a, just a simulation yeah, desert. You can
1: complain. Um, oh, they have Patriot Park in Russia. So that's kind of like what you were thinking. The little
0: <laughs> We can ride on a train. <laughs> you tank. just
1: shoot guns, <laughs> and tanks, just how they see America. And then they have like, I guess, medieval. Crawl Castle in uh, Victoria, which is like they have a dragon's labyrinth. So it's like, it's like medieval times, but like in but, a real. But castle. But there's a real castle yeah. instead of a mall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Epcot. Epcot is really fun. I think the fun. It's like the most sophisticated of the. Sh- oh, yeah, it's
0: it's the hipster nightclub of of theme parks.
1: There's people that live near the park they live within driving distance and they'll go to the parks just to go if they like japanese candy or something they'll like go there because they're like it's cheaper to g- like go to the park and buy it than like to order it on like japanesecandy.com or if whatever. you have
0: like a season pass yeah I guess, which is like thousands of dollars
1: no so i don't know some they have like weird there's like a coke candy you know like six flags are like bring your can of coke and you ride for free various
0: discounts yeah yeah there's That's like true. little secrets when I was a kid, yeah, the local grocery store giant had if you you could get there's a Kingsman coupon like printed on the paper grocery bags. So you'd like cut it out of the bag and like bring it and you could get like it was like fifty percent off or something. It was like a serious deal.
1: Yeah. I would say get the fast pass if you're just going for one like moment, just get the fast because it's like you don't have to wait in line.
0: Yes. I don't appreciate their tiered system it, if you can take if you can afford it, it's yeah, worth just, it.
1: if you're going for like one time, just do that because it'll make it you you'll get to see more.: Yes, you don't know? spend
0: your summer day waiting in a line.
1: What would your amusement park ride be called, or amusement park be called? My Probably Wireland
0: park. Yeah, Wireland with a bunch of electricity themed rides. Yeah. It'd be like a giant Tesla coil in the middle of the park. That just harmlessly shoots giant sparks at you. Yeah,
1: th- your whole body. Yeah. Like a ray gun at, like, uh, Thomas Edison or something. you <laughs> break light bulbs on him.
0: It'd be Tesla, Tesla themed.
1: Tesla, Tesla Park.
0: I do like this idea that there are some things in life that are so fun to just do for, like, you know, not as a job, but for 15 to 30 minutes. That, like, that could constitute a ride. Like, here's a bulldozer. Here are the keys. Like, go dr- drive around. Go drive, yeah. <laughs> go drive around over here and, like, have fun. Or uh, here's a crane. Just like, you know, shovel some dirt around for us. Uh, that sort of thing. It'd be like fun to do for 15 minutes. Here's a car. You can go like crash it. Like <laughs> Sure.
1: <laughs> the trick is they're they're actually having you build the next Disney Disney universe.
0: <laughs> yeah, how about you? You do a bunch of aerialist like high-flying stuff, fights.
1: Yeah, it could be called Aerial Land.
0: I feel like New York City recently has built a bunch of buildings or like experiences that are really just to trigger your fear of heights like the summit at at Vanderbilt or whatever it's a bunch of Instagrammable rooms or like the edge in Hudson Yards is just a giant glass balcony with like in the the railing leans like 30 degrees to like oh. make it extra scary
1: yeah this wouldn't be to trigger your fear of heights, it would just be, like, all the drops and stuff of, like, an aerialist. Like, you'd be, like, you're on star drop on silks. And you like, experience, like, how it, how feels, it feels to do, to like, the star. Or, like, elbow circles.
0: <laughs> the just, elbow circle simulator? Yeah. You don't have to actually do yeah, it. Yeah. You but. do,
1: You d- in in your little, like, thing, it's a standing up thing. In your thing, you're, like, stre- the, there is an extra bar that goes, like, through your elbows behind your back. I remember th- the theme park we would go to was Nellie Bly. That was like the one that my mom would bring me to me and my friends. Cause it was like, where is that? It's in like Nellie Bly, which like is some long islands, I think okay. uh, they also had a water park too. But I, w- I remember like going with my friends and we got stuck behind someone on like th- one of the slides, like the water slides. We were legit. Like there was like a lady who was scared to like go down and we were just like behind her, like in this. We were just like, "Can <laughs> we like, can you please go?"
0: And they, yeah, they must have to train the park staff about that, and probably there's like more lawsuits these days. So That's like difficult when someone gets scared, like on the ride. Oh yeah. When I went bungee jumping, I was like, "Ooh!" And the guy just like, <laughs> he was like, you're "All just, like, right, just go, <laughs> just yeah, go. yeah." He's push you off. They're like, "We don't have time for this."
1: All right, so that's that's amusement parks.
0: That sums up the amusement parks. The
1: best history you're gonna find in the podcasting. Most comprehensive.
0: We know because we checked. We did, and we promise we'll follow up with uh, subsequent episodes about, say, the history of of Universal water parks, eating contests, and Disney. (laughs) The history of an episode on water parks. Water. Maybe water sports. Water sports.
1: (laughs) Okay, so if you are amused, please leave us a five star review. Consider (laughs) it your your pass to ride all the rides on this amazing podcast. (laughs)